Hello everyone, this is another podcast episode, Natural Law, episode number 36 on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Radio. My name is Bill Hoy. My website is willhoy.com, W-I-L-L-H-O-E-Y.com. And, once again, another Natural Law Podcast episode. Once again, number 36. And, one more time, my name is Bill Hoy. So, let's just get right into it. Um, I just want to mention that I have going out once again into the public to my local uh, gazebo where you can sit down and relax and had my little sign with a lot of my questions on it what is a right what is a law did you know that rights are objective stuff like that along with some Current, uh, current events like, did you know that 22 veterans a day commit suicide? Stuff like that. I didn't get any takers. Not yet. But that's just one time. It was very busy out there. It's, it's right by uh, a major road. And it was pretty busy. Everybody was too busy freaking out over the fact that the governor, once again, I'm from... America, the governor of New Jersey, the ruler of New Jersey, has permitted people to not have to wear masks anymore. He's telling people that they, he's allowing the slaves to engage in a natural right to not, to, to make moral free will choices to wear a mask or not. But, um, so everybody's happy that they're Daddy has allowed them to not wear a mask anymore and all excited over the Memorial Day weekend. Unfortunately, I, once again, I'm very passionate about wanting to help these suicidal veterans, these veterans struggling with PTSD, but Part of that means telling the truth. And the truth is that all militaries are death cults, but the United States military, I'm from America, so I'll speak for the United States military is a mercenary force for the secret societies and the bankers and many more, <clears throat> unfortunately. but. Just want to mention real quickly about that. I'll talk more about that in depth, probably in another episode. One, I want to start um, this episode by mentioning <clears throat> just one last thing about the schools and masking. I was focusing on the superintendent of Southern Regional School District in New Jersey, Southern Ocean County, New Jersey, because of the psychological dynamics of order following and the natural law consequences 
in the mass aggregate. Okay, I was just I, that's the main reason why I was focusing so much on the superintendent, mail order followers, and stuff like that. The superintendent is not the parent of these children. Okay, and I did mention the parents a bit in episode 34 with the enrollment numbers. <clears throat> Ultimately, the care of these children fall on the parents. They are responsible. And most parents are plenty fine with sending their kid to school with a mask on, which the state organizations like schools and stuff still want masks because it's all conditioning. It's all conditioning. <clears throat> but ultimately, it's up to the parents. It's not up to the superintendent. The superintendent's not the parent of, uh, of your children. You are. And, and you parents are the are responsible for your children. You don't want to wear a mask, don't send them to the public schools. Like I said, solution, walk away. Walk away. Homeschool your own kid. I know, you know, I know there's a lot to that. And I'm not sure if I'm, I completely went over that. I know I went over you know, harm reduction with taxation and stuff like that. But I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna do a little review, look over, and maybe that's what I'll, I'll do another segment on homeschooling and and the pressures on us all. I mean, I talked about the pressures of taxation. Taxation never goes away. It's a debt that never goes away. We're paying debts that never go away. We're paying usury, the 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 central bankers' usury hidden taxation called inflation. We're paying that hidden tax. So a lot of pressure on us. But right now I, I want to just um, continue with my bullet points. So I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so it's, it's I, I, I'm by no means completely blaming the superintendent, okay, of, of Southern schools. <clears throat> Once again, the superintendent is not the parent of the children, okay? Let's be clear here. And just by the way, it's raining out heavily, and this is really the best time to do this recording because it's the quietest in my neighborhood and in my home. So you might hear a, a drip. And, uh, you know, right now, I'm sure in the background, if you're listening on very sensitive um, headphones, you can probably hear my compressor to my uh, refrigerator running on repeatedly in my episodes. You know, I just, once again, like I mentioned, I just, I need money to eat and have a roof over my head. I can't afford a studio. So maybe I can find another way to, to, uh, get something from my microphone where I can maybe block a lot of this noise. I'm, I'm looking into that. So, <clears throat> all right, I, I want to talk about the CB-19 restrictions are lifting. How ironic is it that many independent researchers from the beginning of this were talking about at minimum that it's very likely that this was created this virus was created in a laboratory Wu Monting Wu Montingue, I think his Montague or whatever his name is a no, former Nobel laureate scientist was saying that <clears throat> I think from very early on that this virus the characteristics of it 
couldn't have been made naturally in nature. And it was widely known that the gain of function research, well, not widely known, but widely known by people who investigate into things that this gain of function research had been going on for a long time and it was actually uh, there was a moratorium put on it by the Obama administration and then a Trump administration lifted it and there were known leaks of the virus leaking out and that's the reason for the moratorium at least that's what it looks like and so just want to be just want to be clear about that and of course how how ironic is it that now they're saying, well, we think they, meaning the media, the propagandists, and the political actors are, are saying, oh, this may have been made in a laboratory. And of course, I don't know, I'd be willing to guess they'll probably just blame the Chinese for it. And folks, it was a collaboration between the National Institute of Health. This is what I found out. Look it up for yourself. Uh, once again, never believe anything I say. Always look it up for yourself. I'm not always right. Um, the, the, it was a collaboration between um, the National Institute of Health, Anthony Fauci, and, and the Chinese Communist Party. They're a bunch of real nice guys. How about that? How about I've talked about this before? People, I, I think I think I've talked about it in my NL podcast. I may go back over it again. Just talk about a little bit about the Chinese Communist Party, folks. The Chinese Communist Party and their water followers are, are guilty of horrendous atrocities in the modern era. I'm not, not talking about back in the days of Mao Zedong. I'm talking about like like in the modern era. Not as not as horrific as not as it, it, not as um, abundant as it was in, during the days of Mao, Mao Zedong, but still guilty of tremendous atrocities. China is, a, is I mean, the United States <clears throat> is is horrendously a, a horrendous. The whole world is a toxic waste dump, but China is a massive toxic waste dump, and so is India, and so is America, and so is Europe, and the whole world's a, the whole planet's a toxic waste dump. And just to be clear, the the rulers of the United States are many of them different actors are praising in many ways. Once again, look this up for yourself. I, I, I don't like to spend too much time on this because government is violence, folks, okay? Government is violence. But the rulers of the United States, many of them have, have said fond things about the Chinese Communist Party and look into the Chinese Communist Party and their atrocities of the Tibetans, of, uh, of Christians and Muslims and all, all kinds of stuff. And folks, I'm not into any of these religions. Once again, you don't, you can read a Bible and, and not be religious. You can go to a church and not be religious. You can have a Bible study and not be religious. Religious is, is religious thinking is dogmatic, religious, dogmatic, rigid thinking. R religious thinking is, is a stop think. Once again, I don't want to believe. I want to know. I don't want to believe. I don't want to have faith. I want to know. And there's nothing wrong with having faith. Okay. But you still have to know first. You have to know, you have to have knowledge. Okay. You have to have knowledge. And when I say faith, I don't mean blind faith. I mean, you got to have knowledge and then based on the knowledge you have say, Hey, you know, I, I'm going to try to be positive. I think maybe we have a chance. <sighs>
yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so, I went off on a tangent there, but stuff to look into, okay? But the CV-19 restrictions are lifting. And, of course, you know, <clears throat> everybody thinks this is wonderful. And, folks, this is not the good thing that everyone thinks it is. Folks, this was a worldwide collaboration. And pretty much 90% of the world complied with this. And you know what? I'll just speak for America because that's where I'm from. So I'll speak for Americans and you... Once again, like I always say, in every podcast, wherever you are and what country you're from, apply this to your country. Those of you listening from Canada, Canada's, Canada's brutal. Canada's a step up from uh, the United States as far as the authoritarianism. Your uh, leader, your ruler, sorry, not, no leaders. They're not leaders. They're rulers. They're, they're, they're criminals is what they are. They're crooks. They're criminals. They're actors. They're players. They're order followers. Okay, but I'm trying to think what his name was. Trudeau? I think it is his name Trudeau. I don't care who the names are, these politicians, folks. They're all garbage bags, okay? That's what they are. None of them rule over me. You don't rule over me. You're not my ruler. The only reason you rule over me is because you have millions of... Idiot order followers wearing costumes, willing to do your bidding for you. And then, of course, you're willing, meaning you, I'm, I'm referring to these rulers, these presidents and whatever they're called, presidents, uh, prime ministers, um, ministers of criminality, presidents of criminal organizations. You know, these people are order followers themselves for the higher level Freemasons, secret societies, the bankers, so on. But these people, unfortunately, like I mentioned, you, you folks, uh, you know, out there in other countries just apply what's happening in your country and, and and do your own research into it like I've always mentioned and I mentioned Canada because Canada is very much alike with the United States a westernized pretty much in most areas westernized country as well as Australia England where, where similar in many ways the western countries we Western countries like to go into other countries and steal people's resources and stuff like that. But let's not get too much into that. Once again, I'm going off on tangents. So let me just try to stay focused on what I'm talking about. And so let me just take a minute to take a breath here. This is not the good thing that everyone thinks it is, okay? Once again, there was full there was full compliance here in the United States. Okay, there was folks in the beginning at at the very least in the beginning there was almost full compliance all around the country. And the only reason why many other states didn't completely comply was because they weren't under the 
assault, I'll call it, of the virus itself and the mania surrounding it, okay? And people don't realize that I'll just, I'll speak just here in New Jersey. I'll just, I'll just talk about New Jersey, <clears throat> okay? Pretty much 99% of New Jersey complied, with the exception of the Atlas Gym guys. <laughs> How about that? The Atlas Gym guys, probably the only people really at least well-known that didn't comply. I'm sure there were others. This nurse, Aaron, doesn't want to comply. But there was pretty much 99% compliance, folks. And these, these people that are, I'm trying to just see how, you know what, folks, what was the worst about, the worst thing about this was that <clears throat> We citizens enforced all this, these measures on ourselves. The order followers, the police didn't need to aggressively enforce these executive orders. We enforced them on ourselves. And these political actors, these governors can, can just give a command and tell everyone what to do in, in their lives and, and people will comply. This is a terrible situation. This, this is not a good situation. This is a terrible situation. We're, we're, what does this have to do with natural law? This, this has everything to do with natural law. We're entering into complete and total slavery. Where a ruler can just say, look, you have to stay in your homes and people will pretty much do it. You know. I mean, people will basically accept a ruler telling every, you know, given, handing, um, prescribing health, health measures. And people will just blindly comply. It's, it's unbelievable. This, this is not a good thing. I mean, these rulers don't have the right to tell us how, how to live. These, these rulers don't have the right to compel us to compel us with threats of duress and violence to forego our moral free will choices. They don't, they don't have that right, folks. And we're entering into complete and total slavery. And right now once again it's also it's creating division it's creating massive division and that was one of their that was one of i'm sure that's one of the, you know that's the classic dividing conquer strategy and now what we have here in new jersey is we have some stores right now still sticking with the mask requirements and um, this is an opportunity to teach these stores that still require masks that Americans will not shop there New Jerseyans will not shop there 
you know, what, what, this is an opportunity for us. This is what I talked about in my harm reduction solutions um, articles on my website, willhoy.com. I, I talked about, you know, we should have did, we should have did this straight up during these mandates. But even now, still, this is still an opportunity to do something. It's unfortunate that we didn't, we Americans in mass, when I say in mass, I mean 100 to 150 to 200 million people standing up and saying and refusing to comply. But even, unfortunately, once again, these these controllers have once again who are the controllers I'll just say the collective mind the public relations people let's just say the public relations people that, that encompasses all of them think tanks propagandists political actors their affiliates these garbage bag actors that read scripts for them But these, these, these people have total control over the population. This collective mind is, collective mind is ready to <clears throat> do whatever the television and these trusted leaders, as, as, as people think of them as, will we'll tell them to, we'll do anything they're told to do. We're in a terrible situation. This isn't a good thing that everyone thinks it is. We're act acting like a bunch of children. Yay, my daddy told me that I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Hooray. It's a joke. They have total control over us. Total control. And once again, we, the citizens, do this to ourselves and we citizens, New Jerseyans, are continuing to do this to each other. And once again, we the masses should have stood up even during these restrictions. And we should have all stood up to the belief in human rulership and said, you don't rule over us. We'll engage in more moral free will behaviors. Thank you very much. Thanks for your health concerns, but we'll 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 take care of our health ourselves. Just notice, folks, throughout this whole thing from these power structure actors, you never heard anything about with some exceptions having a good diet and and living a healthy lifestyle never heard anything about that just lock yourself in your home you get too sick go to a hospital <clears throat> for the most part but we should have stood up then but even even though that's not the case we still have an opportunity now because here's here's the way I see it in one in one way once again, the divide and conquer strategy, I think now it's possible 
this is what I'm thinking. One possibility is that these mandates are lifted. Now they're going to, in a sense, let us, the slaves, fight it out against each other. And this is where we need to stand up. This is a great opportunity to stand up because we can stand up. Because once again, we the people are the ones that inflict these measures on ourselves. All these rulers do is 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 flat is 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 speak the is speak the 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 dictates. And yes, they do have order followers, the police that will enforce their dictates. But even here in New Jersey, the police for the most part, from what I studied, aren't overly enthusiastic about enforcing health prescriptions, okay? Enforcing prescriptions. So this is a great opportunity now for we the people to say, we are not going to patron your business if you compel us to wear a mask against our moral free will. See, that, that's what's happening. These stores are now, in order to shop in their store, which it was the same before, but these stores are imposing their will on others. They're, they're compelling customers to make a decision that goes against their moral free will, and that's initiating harm. Because they're what they're doing, what these store owners are doing is they're stealing, they're stealing, they're stealing our moral free will of us from us if we let them. Now, we could go into their store and say, no, you're not going to steal my free will. I'm going to buy this stuff and I'm going to go come up to the cash register and pay for it. But, of course, then the order followers will be called and you will be considered a threat to society. Now, of course, you know what, folks, if I've said this in the past, if these store owners don't want to serve someone, that is their right. They don't have to serve you as far, well, I mean, when it comes to food, folks, um, I'd say that's a much different story. But as far as for most of these businesses, if someone has a store and they don't want to serve you, that's their choice. And th this is this is a difficult concept, <clears throat> at least for me, because I've been pondering this for a while, and I've been thinking, well, if someone refuses to sell food to somebody, is that immoral? And I would say yes. I would say yes. That that's my opinion because we need food to survive and you're harming another sentient being by not 
giving them food as long as someone is not behaving in a way that's physically threatening or outside of outside of how can I best say this let's say as long as someone's not threatening to initiate harm to another individual if this is a difficult one this is I'm, I'm a bit stumped folks I'm a bit stumped I'll admit but point is withholding food from people is is I'm saying immoral I'm saying that's immoral once again as long as someone's not behaving in a threatening manner they should be sold food okay and really to be honest with you folks if we had a high level of consciousness people wouldn't even be paying for food and we would all be able to grow our own food and people wouldn't even have to pay for food but we're not even near that level of consciousness because really to be honest with you the whole idea of needing a, a, a medium meeting needing money in order to get food that in itself is nefarious that in itself is nefarious there shouldn't be any medium in the in between someone being able to acquire the needs for basic survival <clears throat> once again this is an opportunity I'll just keep this simple this is an opportunity to teach the stores that still require masks that Americans will not shop there and that'll be the natural law consequences for those store owners we won't shop at your store I guarantee they'll change their uh, they'll change their tune we don't need to go into their store and create a stink we just go to another store that does not compel us initiate duress against us to forego our moral free will choices does not you know go to another store that doesn't impose their will on us and we we should this isn't this is a big opportunity right now this is a big opportunity huge opportunity that we have and I hope I hope people I hope people in mass do this and you know I'm not gonna hold my breath but these store owners that still want to impose their will on others need to be taught a lesson and that's how natural law works the masses say no what you're doing is immoral we're gonna go to a store that 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 respects our moral free will choices and once again I think anyone that would refuse somebody you know what I, I, this is where I'm, I'm at with this and I'm just gonna say this I think anyone that would refuse to sell food to somebody really I think people should just fucking give food away okay but I understand everybody has to survive and I understand it costs money to grow food and all that st kind of stuff <clears throat> but once again that that medium exchange getting in the way of natural natural 
right, really natural, natural phenomenon. But anyone who refuses to sell food to someone because they want them to engage in some arbitrary behavior. Look, you got food. Here, I got money. You give me the food, I give you the money. I get my food, I survive. Anyone who refuses to sell food to somebody for some arbitrary reason, once again, as long as someone's not behaving in a in a you know, once again, I don't want to say a threatening manner because, because, folks, we all know where that that idea is going. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, there, there's, there's, there's rules that many of these politicians and their supporters are trying to get where just saying something is a crime just just speech is a threat <clears throat> i don't mean speech is a threat i mean i mean someone in your presence that's looking behaving in a way where they could harm somebody physically then i could see refusing to to want to do business with them but anyone who refuses to sell anyone food just because they want them to wear a mask let's say in this case you know I want you to wear a mask in order for me to give you this food and to sell you this food and even if it was giving even if it was giving I want you to put a mask on or I won't give you this this food anyone who does that is a piece of shit that's my take and that's why I guess I didn't think too much about this this week. I, I've been working on so much, but that's why this is a big opportunity for us to teach these store owners. that You want to try to force us to engage in a behavior that goes against our, our moral free will choice? Well, guess what? We're not going to shop at your store. They'll change their, you know, the, the, I guarantee most of these stores will be changing their attitude if if people refuse to to go there we don't need laws rules that are called laws by these so-called rule makers lawmakers which is a joke i've been over that and to to make laws forcing these these store owners to to go against their will to and 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 tell people that and, and tell these store owners that we'll 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 threaten you with violence if you try to force your will and have on others and have them wear masks to come in your store and buy stuff that's not the answer that's not the answer the answer is natural law we say oh you want to we the masses say oh you want to force masks on us in order to just buy your products well guess what we're not gonna we're not gonna shop at your store and we're not gonna buy your products okay so this is an opportunity here for us to teach these store owners natural law teach these store owners that our will is ours our moral free will is ours. They don't own it. 
We own our own, we the citizens, we the people own our own moral free will choices. We own that. And these store owners are not going to take that from us. They can take it if we allow them. We shouldn't allow them. And once again, the best idea is walk away, like, like with the public schools. Walk away. <clears throat> these store owners that require masks, walk away. Don't shop there. A lot more to talk about this. A lot more to talk about this because once again, folks, I mentioned this in my past podcast, bodily ownership, bodily ownership. These drug rules called laws, first phase telling the citizenry what they can't put into their bodies and freely distribute and have in a person. And now next, next phase is coming. It's coming. Mandatory vaccinations, folks. It's coming. I'm telling you. I've said this before, and we're getting close. We're on a precipice. And where I'm from in America, New Jersey, that'll be one of the first ones to implement it. Bet on it. Bet on it. Bet on it, folks. And you know, folks, I don't know where I'm going to be in upcoming years, but because... I really can't afford to live here, <clears throat> so I don't know if I might leave this state, but I can tell you I'm not going to leave this state to run away from mandatory vaccination laws. I'm going to handle that. I I I've been thinking about this for a long time, folks, and I'm going to handle that with my physical person. And I've talked about that. I've talked about that in past podcast episodes. We, if, if the order followers are going to enforce any kind of mandatory vaccination rule called a law, we need to make them risk their life to do it. That's, that's, that's natural law as well. You're going to engage in violence against us. We're going to defend ourselves with deadly force if need be. And that's another way to teach people. That's how you teach natural law. It's not the it's not the way I want to teach it. I want I want people to just learn natural law and understand. I want the order followers to learn natural law and understand. Hey, we don't have the right to do this to people. We don't have the right to enforce these drug laws on people. Drug rules called laws on people. We don't have the right to enforce vaccine mandates on people and refuse to do it. That's what we need. We need the order followers to stand down and refuse to follow the orders. That's what we need. Unfortunately, <clears throat> like I mentioned in the last episode, I think there's going to be a civil, uh, some kind of hot war breakout here in America. And that is not what I want at all. I want people to, to learn and understand natural law. That's what I want. I don't want to have to, to have to go to a physical confrontation to defend my natural rights. I want people to understand natural rights and act in a, a, accordance with natural behavioral laws. That's what I want. <clears throat> Once again, this is a bad situation, folks. I, went a little bit longer with this than I wanted to. 
had a little bit of difficulties trying to formulate a lot of understandings of universal principles in with this but uh folks the cv19 restrictions are lifting i'm telling you don't go to sleep is the metaphorically don't don't think everything's getting better it is not it is not at all the ruling class has gotten exactly what they wanted we are we meaning the masses are playing right into this to this scenario and it's the collective mind the collective mind is just rolling along so I just want to mention also that I've used uh, I'm changing the subject now I I've used harm harm reducing techniques on myself I've, I've mentioned harm reduction many times here in my podcast and I've, I have talked about harm reduction ideas and, and approaches in my uh, solutions articles on my website wahoy.com and um, I just want to mention that I have talked a little bit about some of the harm reducing techniques I've used on myself but I, I just wanted to mention that I, I quit smoking I was a cigarette smoker not a heavy-duty cigarette smoker but I but I but I smoked cigarettes and I, I just want to mention that not the next episode but the episode after that I'm gonna do a very long I'm gonna I might do a couple episodes just talking about addiction solely addiction folks what does addiction have to do with what's going on in in, in our world here well here in America from June 2019 to, to June 2020 80,000 drug overdose deaths you don't think addiction you don't think addictions a problem you don't think addictions a problem that's just the beginning that's just the beginning okay well we're gonna go into that and I'm gonna talk a lot about these 12-step programs I have a lot of experience with these 12-step programs and these rehabs and these drug treatment centers alcohol treatment centers addiction treatment centers and their ideologies and their styles and their techniques and I'm going to talk a lot about that because that has everything to do with what's going on addiction has everything to do with what's going on I'll just speak for America America is is uh, we Americans absolutely live on instant gratification everything you see everything you see on every kind of media platform is bait is almost everything is based in instant gratification addiction is not an aberration from the norm it is the norm here in America especially but I've I quit smoking um, so that's how natural law works with harm reduction natural law harm reduction and natural law are, are very harmonious together because it's it's a it's it's, it's a technique where you can it's a it's a spiritual technique it's a spiritual technique just reducing your harm and and reducing your need for instant gratification and and improving your adaptation skills improving adaptation skills I'm going to talk about this I'm going to talk about this but I, I, I I'm just going to be specific I'll just give you the specifics of how I use the harm reducing techniques I first 
what happened was, once again, to quit an addiction, people have to suffer. Okay, and I was suffering. I was I was getting I was getting very bad chest colds, and I said to myself, you know, I can't really prove that conclusively that smoking is the direct cause of every one of these respiratory ailments I am getting. This was years ago. Um, but I can sure bet it's not helping and I'm sure it's at least a causal factor. So I said, you know what? It's time for me to quit smoking. Okay. So I suffered enough and I said, okay, it's time for me to quit smoking. So once again, I'm just going to go with the play by play as far as how I quit smoking, because I'm going to really talk about this with addiction and I'm going to get to this, but I, what I, what I started doing was I started not inhaling the cigarette smoke. And once again, I wasn't a heavy duty smoker. I wasn't like a pack a day, multiple pack a day or anything like that. I was only like a couple cigarettes a day. When I drank alcohol, I, I smoked more and stuff like that. But what I started doing was I started not inhaling the smoke from the cigarettes. And then what I decided to do was stop smoking the cigarettes and just every now and then, because really most of the time, most of my desire for smoking cigarettes was when I was drinking alcohol. So, and I was also my, by the way, cutting harm, reducing my alcohol use as well at the same time. But I just want to talk about smoking. And then what I did was I started smoking cigars when I felt the need to ingest nicotine. And then I also started um, dipping. And I was periodically smoking a cigar, once again, not inhaling the smoke. Folks, I just want to let you know, <clears throat> you don't need to inhale smoke to get the effects of nicotine. All, all you need to do is puff on it and the nicotine will get into your lips. It will soak in and you'll feel the effects of the nicotine. Um, I'm going to talk about that in, in the addiction series. I'm going to talk a lot about a lot about how these addictions and these modes of transmission are all are all influenced by propaganda and stuff like that. But anyway, so I started smoking cigars and then in dipping, and then I stopped doing that and I started trying the vapor stuff and I was only puffing on that. I was not inhaling it and I was also I would put a little bit of the liquid on on my tongue or something like that, you know, and just get the effects that way. Not 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 inhaling the vapor or anything like that and I did that for a couple of years. So once again, this this all this was all happening over about I'd say about 4 years and then and then I decided that I really didn't want to do the vapor stuff anymore. And so what I did was I went back to smoking cigars and, and dipping and dipping tobacco, dipping tobacco, um, put it, you know, putting the tobacco in, in, in my mouth and, and just, just 
having it in my mouth and, and spitting it. And it's, it's, a, it's a disgusting habit. And, and I'll get to that. That's one of the reasons why I finally stopped. Um, I went back to the cigars and the dip. And then after about four months, I said, you know what? I don't even want these cigars anymore. And then, actually, it wasn't even that long. It was about two months. And then another two months, I was I was just doing the dipping. And then I just said to myself, you know, this is disgusting. It's all in my mouth. It's 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 this is a disgusting habit. And you know what? I'm done. And that was it. I was done with nicotine. I was done with inhaling smoke. I was done with I was done with all of it. And that's all harm reduction. I reduced harm. I I first reduced harm by going from inhaling the smoke to just puffing on it. And then I also reduced my frequency of use. And then I went to other modes of transmission. And then I was ready to stop after about it took about a total of about four plus years, maybe five years to, to get off of that. It takes time. I mean, folks, you want to quit something right away, go ahead. That's always optimum. But once again, I can tell you this, folks. Once again, I'm going to talk about this in the addiction. I don't want to talk too much about this now. In my, I'm going to do a di an addiction series, and I'm really going to cover this in depth. But <clears throat> you want to quit something right off the bat, go ahead. But I can tell you that harm reduction has worked for me. And... Let's see. I I quit smoking cigarettes seven seven years ago, and I haven't smoked anything in about two years, and or had any nicotine in about two years, and I don't feel any desire to go back to nicotine and smoking. Not at all. Don't have any desire. None. So, harm reduction techniques work for me, and I'm applying other techniques. I'm going to go about, and I'm going to talk about this in addiction. And the main thing I wanted to, in the addiction series that I'm going to do, and the main thing I wanted to mention, <clears throat> I mentioned this because I just want to talk a little bit more that I, I'm using these harm redu reducing techniques on myself in, in so many ways, and they've worked for me. I just want to say that, that it's worked. We'll get into that more. But truth is, folks, people will not be ready to change until they suffered enough. And the natural law consequences for immoral behaviors and support of immoral behaviors, unfortunately, folks, we're going to have to suffer massively. We're going to have to suffer massively. And that suffering is coming. And that has everything to do with addiction and it has everything to do with natural law has everything to do with natural law. <clears throat> and all, all these concepts that I mentioned today have everything to do with natural law. The store owners, you want to impose your will on us? We'll, we'll give you a natural law lesson. Harm reduction, that's natural law. That works naturally. That works spiritually. And that's also how natural law works with people not being ready to change until they suffered enough. Same with what I mentioned in the, in the beginning, the small little point that I mentioned in the beginning. 
with the parents. That's natural law. For those parents that don't want the, their children to wear masks, walk away. Walk away. Walk away from the public school systems. Homeschool your kid. This is all, this, all of this stuff has everything to do with natural law. And unfortunately, folks, people will not be ready to change until they've suffered enough. And I know that personally, because I've done a lot of damage, just my personal bodily vessel. I've done so much damage to my bodily vessel. And... It took incredible suffering, and I'm going to get into that. We're going to talk about that in my addiction series. I'm going to talk about my experiences with addiction and the 12-step recovery and all that. We're going to get into that. But, you know, there's natural law consequences for immoral behaviors and the support of immoral behaviors. And that's what we're doing in the mass. You know, that's what we're doing with the masses in, in, in the aggregate. And we're just going to get more slavery. People thinking that these rulers have the right to tell us what we can and cannot do with our bodies. What we can put into our bodies and what we have to put into our bodies. Oh, it's going to get much worse. And these people think, oh, the CV-19 restrictions are lifting. Yay, this is a good thing. No, it's not. We're becoming a much more immoral society by far. I can't stress that enough. And I really went far with all this stuff. I just, I mentioned that once again, another thing that I wanted to talk about, just, you know, I don't want my kids to have kids. You know, I, I have three kids and they're, they're adults now. My youngest is just about to be in a on the cusp of adulthood and I, I I've told my kids look you know I don't want to have kids I, I don't want to have kids I, I mean I'm sorry well I know I don't want to have kids but I don't I don't want my kids to have kids I do not want to be a grandfather not at all this world is a hell world a hell world where once again people think that other people have the right to impose restrictions on what they can and cannot do with their own bodies. We live in a society of people who don't even own their own bodies and think that it's perfectly fine to not own their own bodies. That's the kind of society we live in. You think I want a child to be born into this society? It's a nightmare. Society is an absolute nightmare. I don't want I, I, I do not want to be a grandfather. Do not at all. And I'm and I'm and I'm being very I'm gonna be very blunt here, folks. I will not take care of a baby. I will not. I will not. Folks, in, in, in the future here, I've told this, I've I've told my kids, I've I've sat them down, I've told them, I said, look, I can't help you with a baby. Cannot in any way. I'm very likely not even going to be able to take care of myself. I, I can't even take care of these pets that I have. I'm not even going to get another pet. I can't even take care of them. I can barely, I'm, I can barely take care of myself because I'm not complying with this shit that's coming down the pike. 
once again, the restrictions are lifting, they'll be back and they'll be back in much more force. Once again, the, the think tanks and propagandists, they got us right where they want us. They got, they got the public right where they want us in America and every other country as well. You, you want to get an idea of what's coming? Study China. Study China society. Study, study that society, especially in your major in, in industrial and, and, and populated areas, of uh, concentrated populated areas of China. Um, but I will not take care of a baby, and I mean it. And many people think that I'm that you know oh my god he, he's horrible no I'm not horrible I, I, I I'm I've been very clear with my kids I've been very clear with my kids I said look I do not want to be a grandfather and I will not and cannot help you raise a child I can't and people think well oh, here here's an opportunity for you to teach a baby natural law and that child can grow up knowing and understanding natural law in line with natural law and yeah that is a good opportunity but unfortunately that one little baby is not going to be able to affect change in society I don't have time to teach one little baby natural law because that's not going to affect the change that we need I need to teach the masses natural law, not one little baby. I need to teach the masses, the masses that natural law works in the aggregate. Natural law works in numbers, many of numbers. And one little baby, one person is not going to affect the change. It's not going to do it. The masses need to know and understand natural law. I need I need to get 50 million families, parents of with babies to understand natural law and teach their babies natural law. That's how we start getting to freedom. That's how we start getting to freedom. Not by me t taking all my time to teach one little baby natural law. That's not going to get the job done. And I, and, and I told my kids, don't even try it. Don't even try it. I do not want to be a grandfather at all in any way, shape, or form. I will not take care of a baby. And don't try to run the game on me. Oh, hey, you can teach this baby natural law. Dad, isn't that great? No. Because it's not going to fucking do a thing. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. We need to teach the masses natural law. One little baby's not going to get the job done. The masses need to know and understand and align with natural law. That's what I have to do. And that's all that I do. This is all that I do, folks. And this is all I will ever do. And once again, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to stay in New Jersey just because I can't survive. Not because I, I want to run from some authoritarian measure. I just don't know if I can survive here. Because I'm not complying with any of this stuff. So I'm going to be basically ostracized from society. 
And I don't know where I'm going to end up. But once again, I can't take care of a baby at all in any way, shape, or form. Do not want one. Don't even want to spend a minute with it, with a, with a baby. Don't even want to spend a minute. And I've told my kids that and I made it very clear to them. You have a baby, that's on you. That's on you. Good luck. Because this world is a fucking hell world. And I'm not a supporter of eugenics. But I think before people start keep having babies, bringing babies into this world, we need to start knowing and understanding natural law. Before we become extinct. So I'll move on. You know, I got a bullet point here. People do not want to observe causal factors. I was naive and thought people would want to know the causes of drug overdoses in their children. I'm going to get to this. I'm going to, this is going to be for my addiction series. Parents do not want to think they cause their child's problems. They, parents, want to blame it on the disease. That is this so-called disease of addiction. I'm going to get to all this in my addiction series, starting in a Natural Law episode 38. 37, I'm going to read passages from, from an article about collective mind. I'm going to get, get into that. But 38, I'm going to start talking about addiction in full. Um, natural law works, you know, natural law works in the aggregate. And uh, I did the, the new drug overdose stats. I mentioned that. 80,000. Most of them probably opiate overdoses. 80,000 drug overdose deaths. And those are the natural law consequences, folks. Those are the natural law consequences of us not facing, of parents, instead of facing and taking responsibility for their child's psychological problems, they blame it on this disease of addiction. Oh, it was that disease that, that they caught that disease of addiction. We're going to get into that. We're going to get, I've touched on that before, but we're going to really get deep into, I'm going to get really deep into talking about addiction and I, I'm, I'm going to do probably it's probably going to take a couple uh, a couple episodes and once again what does I have to do with natural law it has everything to do with natural law natural law works in the aggregate when parents refuse to take responsibility for their actions that's part of natural law responsibility that's what freedom is freedom part of be, be living being free means taking responsibility for your actions, for, for taking responsibility for your freedom. And we get 80,000 drug overdose deaths. You can blame the, the, the idiotic reaction to this virus madness as a part of that as well. We're, we're, we're going to talk about all this. Addiction has everything to do with natural law. Health and wellness has to do with natural law. How we treat our bodies, health and wellness has to do with natural law. Natural law, that's that's spiritual, physical, you know, how we how we feel psychologically has everything to do with that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk cover that in addiction, health and wellness. How to keep how how to how to keep ourselves healthy and well. What I'm trying to do with myself. So th that stuff I'm going to talk about um, 
the addiction stuff I'm going to talk about in the, in, in the series coming up and health and wellness. I keep putting this in my bullet points. I, I want to get to this in depth, but I just keep, I keep not getting to it. I'm eventually going to get to health and wellness too. Health and wellness is real important folks. Juicing meaning juicing, not when I say juicing, I don't mean doing steroids. I mean, juicing in a with a blender vegetables and, and fruit and that that is so beneficial and and i'm, I'm also uh, i do a lot of juicing as far as blending um vegetables and fruit but i'm also going to i, I want to start taking vitamins as well vitamins are big man vitamins are good um I, i'm going to talk about health and wellness psychological health and wellness physical health and wellness i'm going to get to it i'm going to get to it Folks, the reason, I mean, nobody ever stops to ask why people's, so many people's immune systems are compromised. It's because of our environment and, and what we put into our bodies. So <clears throat> for the last couple minutes, I just want to just do a quick mention. This has everything to do with natural law. Um, the weather. The weather's been insane here in New Jersey, here in the eastern part of the United States. Uh, about a week ago, we almost hit 100 degrees and then went to 60 in the morning. Folks, this is not climate change. This is not climate change. This is climate engineering. This is climate. This, this is military weather manipulation programs, which have been in effect, which the documents, there's so much documentation. I mean, you could go back, you, you, the history of, of weather manipulation and attempts to manipulate the weather, go back all the way to the bi-wing airplanes creating clouds and trying to, to increase the ionization of the ionosphere and stuff like that. I mean, it, this goes way back. There are so many documented government programs, Project Storm Fury, Project Cirrus, Project Popeye. That was the 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 seeding of the Ho Chi Minh Trail and in, in cloud seeding over the Ho, Ho Chi Minh Trail uh, uh, in Vietnam. Uh, Project Skyfire, I think. And so it's Skyfire, Cirrus, uh, Storm Fury and Popeye are the major programs. And then there's many other programs as well. And Folks, the U.S. military, Chinese have openly, back in 2000s there, 2008 I think it was, boasted about creating snowstorms. And, and folks, this absolutely, the U.S. military, along with other militaries, absolutely have the capabilities to manipulate the weather, folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, a week ago, went from 97 degrees to 60 in the morning. And, and I mean, that's insane. That's not climate change, folks. And, and now, here we are, Memorial Day weekend, okay, here in New Jersey, United States. And usually people are, you know, going swimming. And I mean, it's still a little cold in the ocean, but, you know, if you're tough enough, you can handle it. And, People are thinking about going swimming and stuff like that, and it's like 50 degrees. We have this, we have this rainstorm going on over us, and they're using this rainstorm. They, they're the military, U.S. military, is using it to cool us down. And 
I've been I've been through a lot of the weather modification stuff, and I have a lot of uh, talk about it on the on my website willhoy.com, and also I've mentioned the 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 documentary The Dimming by Geoengineering Watch. Um, very good. You want to learn about this stuff. Geoengineering Watch is 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 a very good site to study. A lot of information on it. Um, there's also Carnicom Institute. And folks, just do your own investigating. So I've done a lot, a lot of a lot of my own investigating into independent research and stuff like that. And look into uh, Irving Langmore and Bernard Vonnegut. Look into John von Neumann and Harry Wexler. Um, folks, I'm telling you. I mean, 50 degrees on Memorial Day weekend. Yesterday it was like 50 something. Today it's like both days in the 50s. It's almost June in New Jersey, United States. I mean, you think that's natural. You're out of your mind. Really. And once again, it's because people don't know about these programs. They, they don't know, know and understand that the U.S. military absolutely has the capability to do these things, along with other militaries. Absolutely has the capability to do these things. And once again, I'm just going to finish up. I'm not concerned with trying to uncover government conspiracies and, and I really don't give a shit what the people's intentions are of that are participating in these programs and what I mean is I'm not talking about the high secret societies the bankers and all that stuff I'm talking about the people on the military members and and contractors involved that are performing the behaviors that make the these scenarios possible you need to stop doing what you're doing. That's it.